So I'm on the uh, BJJ Fanatics website, and I see three new videos by some guy named Thomas Radzinski. Uh, are you familiar with that guy at all? Nope, absolutely not. No? Well, he's got some good stuff. Three new, three brand new videos. Um, they're getting amazing reviews, which is good to see as well. Uh, but you got to tell us about them real quick? Yeah. You know, I had yeah, you guys already know, but I had um, opportunity to go to Boston, shoot three more instructionals, one on butterfly hook, complete guide for butterfly hook, two, um, wrap lapel and submit them, and three, we have uh, taking the back. It's particularly designed for guys for over 40 because there is no climbing involved. All the back days are on the ground, uh, very, very full and effective system. So dip into it. I'm really hoping that this is going to help your jiu-jitsu and really take it to the next level. BJJFanatics.com. Just search R-O-Z-D-Z. We have all had that situation where after class is when we want to ask a question. And uh, Thomas, a lot of those questions you've already answered, right, at Ask a Black Belt. Yeah, it's another podcast that I'm running. Um, it, it, you know, it's on podcasts, all podcast platforms, plus on, on YouTube. You can find it anywhere. Just search for my name. Search, search for Ask a Black Belt. At this point, over 100 episodes, different questions, jujitsu, life-related, but something that everybody comes across, and often these questions sink in our mind, but we don't ask for whatever reason. So... If that benefits you, go there, listen. It actually might help your jujitsu, might help your life as well. And if you have any questions, find me on Instagram and drop me a line. I'll be happy to answer your question and mention your name during the episode. Welcome to Raw Radio. And we're alive. Here we go. The clap was lousy. Uh, that's all right. Are you going to leave it in? No. No? Well, now that you brought it up, I have to. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have. But. Uh, <clears throat> no. After nearly 200 episodes, I feel, I know, right? I feel like we have funny episodes. We have good conversation episodes. We have some jujitsu episodes like truly talking about jujitsu uh -huh. and the, you yawning seriously am, yeah mm -hmm. seriously and then i feel like there is a small percentage of like deep deep life jujitsu related mm -hmm. conversations mm -hmm. and i i feel like today Brian Glick brought that type of conversation to the table. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was, um, you know. No, I don't. What, no, I'm just looking at some of the stuff that I wrote down, and it was mm -hmm. about hard things, physical versus mental, uh, systematic, pro, you know, process learning, um, you know, and 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 then he moved into some of the the funny stuff about his own weirdness. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, how he. <laughs> Where he came up, uh, yeah. and you should listen, because uh, if you don't know who he is and how he came up. Uh, First of all, if you're listening to this, you don't know who Brian Glick is, like, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Like, 
it it I think what's interesting about longer we do this, more I'm trying to find like an interesting one or two points that I draw from each conversation. Mm-hmm. And with but Brian particularly, it, it wasn't the fact that she shared enormous amount of knowledge with us. It wasn't that she shared some like groundbreaking stories, but for me it was the simple fact that he entrusts into the system of jiu-jitsu so much that to this day, after 25 years of being on the mat, he still recognizes the fact that he doesn't know everything. Mm -hmm. He still recognizes the fact that there are areas where he needs clear improvement. There are some areas, as, as as he said, as he mentioned it, he polishing them. However, the growth does not stop. And there is no desire to stop the growth. Like he wants to get better at age of at 45 or mid forties, you know, you know, and I, and I think oftentimes, oftentimes we find ourselves in these spots and you see students not wanting that. And I suppose that's fine. Um, but it's very intriguing to me. It's very, um, very refreshing in a sense to see somebody who is making such a great impact on jiu-jitsu, and he's still hungry to learn more. Yeah, I think it's, it's just his mental approach, and I, I think part of it has to do with, you know, how he came into jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, and I, while you were saying all that, I just, there was, you know, there's been a few conversations we've had here with the guys who think they're great, you know, and, you know, they're, because of their competition careers or what, what have you. Um, and that to me is always the most boring of our, of our conversations. Um, because the, it seems like they're at the end of the road already. Like the pet, the best days are behind them. Um, and with Brian, you don't get that. It's like, it's, you know, and he reminded me, um, of Alan from out at Gracie or uh, legacy um, somebody who's in his late seventies, who's still training like Brian Savage. Be, yeah. Brian Shout will, out to Savage. Brian will be that guy, uh, 30 years from now, um, where some of these guys that have the other mentality, um, you know, they're, they're going to be because of that mentality. They're either one going to be, I'm not who I was. Why would I go back out there? Um, or, going so hard still that they're going to be too broken to go back out there mm-hmm. uh, as they get older they're just going to start breaking down more and more um, well i think what's important really to acknowledge that it th- those are two different paths those, mm-hmm. those are two different goals those, those are two different objectives but i wonder if the guys that are on the other path that brian's not on or seemingly on um 20 years from now how disappointed they're going to be well i don't know how saddened they're going to be i mean because they're still living in the past they're not able to do but what they used to do so instead of changing what they do to accommodate that they just quit altogether but you making an assumption that they don't love what they do they can't do it the way they used to is what i'm saying and right but what if they can't but what if they are satisfied with what they've done and the results they have um that's great but you know, I'm wondering if they, if 
when whenever we talk about growth and we, whenever we talk about moving forward, it seems in in any life, mm-hmm. jujitsu or not, it seems that the people that live in the past aren't as happy as people who are continuing any type of journey that they're on. Yeah. You know? Um, so that, that's, that's the assumption that I'm making. Yeah. yeah. Right? Fixed ver- versus first fixed versus growth mindset. Essentially right. what yeah. you're saying, right? You know, yeah. And, and you have a point. I mean, like I, I have to agree that you have a point that guys who, who focus on a performance driven goal, at some point it will end, mm-hmm. right? So Michael Jordan at some point had to retire. Like it just is what it is. You know, it, it Wayne Gretzky had to retire. Like all these guys, whoever, whatever, your performance-driven athlete, you, you have to acknowledge that at some point you will need to retire and it ends. And then you can pivot into something different. Right. Now, what if, if you are an artist, um, martial artist, if you are an instructor and you're continuously chasing the knowledge, then that path, well, at some point you're going to have to end that too. But I think that path is much longer and allows you to reach deeper mm-hmm. versus that performance driven simply because, well, you know, we all, you know, our, yeah. our performance is decreasing well, as we get older. Our bodies go through the changes and we yeah. are able to perform with the same way and all the other things. And at some point it becomes too much, too much. Yeah. And then and this is when we stop, right? Yeah. And instead of looking, you know, you got two ways of looking at it. I can't do that anymore or look at what I can still do. Right. You know, I'm still here. I'm still, you know, I'm not talking about myself, but you know, I'm still here. I'm still out there. I'm still, still here. Yeah. We had a gentleman, um, Jerry in from Oklahoma, 63 years old, uh, was in town. Uh, yeah. If he could last come week. by yeah. 63 years old, he's on the mat with 23 year olds, mm-hmm. uh, 33 year olds, uh, fully, you know, I had a brief conversation with him before he, he class started. Mm-hmm fully aware of what he's looking to get out of jujitsu mm-hmm. at his age, right? A, a good workout camaraderie, still learning, you know, technically learning. Um, if he had the mentality of uh, I'm 63 and I'm still going to go out there and, and kick everybody's ass. Um, that's, you know, that bad things are going to happen to that individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't have that. So, you know, he's going to keep going and going and going and enjoying it, you know, and that's, it brings me back to like Alan. Um, and I, I just think that if people keep changing um, their goals um, based on what they can, can do um, rather than dwelling on what they can't do, they're going to enjoy themselves for a much longer time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of truth behind that and, and it, setting those realistic expectations oftentimes allows us to continue chasing that goal, mm-hmm. right? If unrealistic expectations are set, oftentimes we are set for failures or more obstacles, more difficulties. But I also found it very interesting how how um, thoughtful he is. The, the There is so much depth into the conversation that we had with Brian and, and how, how rich the experience or the thoughts of him expressing jujitsu mm-hmm. is very visible, even in a verbal conversation. I can only imagine 
a class with him or a private lesson or when you engage one-to-one um, how rich and magnified this 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 language of jujitsu can be mm-hmm. um yeah I, I, when you talk about like taking a private with him i bet it's going to be very much based on the why mm-hmm. um not so much on you know put your hand here and your foot there mm-hmm. um or you know i i could never imagine him teaching and just saying just do it or mm-hmm. why can't you do it um mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I, I think that comes from where he came from, uh, not being a, an athlete before he started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then having the availability um, of his own ego to put it aside and be like, okay, yeah, uh, these guys, you know, he said it himself, you know, these guys that I'm in the room with are future pride um, legends, mm-hmm. future UFC legends. Uh, and he, you know, even though some of them were only purple belts at the time, he, he realized the, the leagues, uh, and the depths between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because he was able to see that early on and not think he was smart enough not to think I'm going to be that he was thinking I'm going to be myself and yep. I'm going to learn. I'm here to learn. I'm here to be better than I was before. Uh, I don't want, you know, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but you know, I'm, I'm sure he, Never honestly thought that, yeah, I'll be, you know, it's, it's, I love the separation of he was a daytime guy and the, I know, the yeah, nighttime yeah. guys yeah, yeah. were the dudes, that, you know, <laughs> that had different goal sets that were yep. the athletes that were the, the guys looking to be pros. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he had, you know, at times fantasies of, wow, I wish I could be that. Yeah. But he came back to reality and was like, this is me. This is my niche. This is where I'm at. This is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and because of that, he was able to to continue to grow, and he didn't, you know, he didn't leave as a blue belt uh, because he was the blue belt that was getting smashed by everybody else. Mm-hmm. He, he stuck stuck it out because he knew he was going to be smashed by everybody else. Yeah, you know, uh, which is is fantastic. It's a, it's an unbelievable maturity uh, to have, and uh, I just I was super impressed by that. Well, that's really what made him to what he is today right yeah, it, it, yeah there's you know. I, it, it carries over it's the same the, yeah. the terminology yeah. and yeah. the expertise he has and and all of that has changed over the years but i think that attitude is what's keeping him going mm-hmm. and will keep him going for you know uh and t- until he doesn't want to go anymore and for whatever reason that may be but i'm sure it's gonna, that's going to be a long time away yeah well that's what's beautiful about all of this is that one you know, we make impact on people we we interact with. And if you take that thought, we are interacted by others, right? So having this role of an instructor or leader or even just a peer who is sharing information um, with another training person, person who trains with them, you know, we all have this domino effect on each other. And really, we really can make positive impact on people people's lives yeah you know and and you know I, I sometimes i wish we all recognized that a little bit more because sometimes a little high five or a little smile or a little thought or your perspective you know really could change somebody's day for better yeah for sure uh steve bajorno who did you help who did you help today what did you learn yeah you know uh that's a, a great words to live by. yeah yeah i agree i agree 
All right. Shall we wrap this? Sure. That's a, short a shorter one. one. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All Thank right. You later. For the listener. All right. Later. <laughs> I'll see you. Thank you for listening to Raw Radio. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a review and help us make the show even more amazing. For future episodes, check out our website and follow us on all major podcast platforms. Take care.